When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Roger. Is there anything that Lionel Messi is better than you at? It's opinion. I respect your opinion. Maybe in your opinion Messi is better than me, but in my mind I'm better than him. Yes, guys, I'm Sai. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of Rodri Gigs on football. We are back to talk all things the beautiful game. But uh, as always, as we wait for the latecomers, we will, of course, discuss the, uh, the the charity leagues, the fantasy football, the super sixes. Fantasy football first. <coughs> Excuse me. The uh, Jonathan Stevens had the highest score of the round with 95 points. We have a new overall leader. Well done to Ollie Rushford with 403 points so far this season. Uh, but on to the Super Six. First and foremost, Jason Whitworth topped yesterday's midweek round with a massive 16 points, only just beating me by two points. Uh, but our very own Rob Boyle topped the weekend round with 13 points. A very honourable 11 from uh, Mr. Roderick Giggs on Saturday. Not so good in the midweek. So uh, Roderick got six in the midweek. Which means Rodri is uh, currently on 73 points and I've closed the gap down to 67. As we march on to 3 o'clock Saturday, we will do our predictions at the end of the league, uh, at the end of the show. But of course, we all know that uh, normal processes will be resumed and I'll be ahead of Rodri again for the third year in a row. But, you know, it's fun while it lasts. Um, but as That's ever, the first time you've beat me in about four weeks. Relax. Yeah, but mate, it was quite a beat. Like, like the messages I've been sending you, I've been sending you pictures of me with binoculars looking at you down the table. I can't even see you that far down. Now I can yeah, see you that you're in 20 something. Wait, I'm top 10. I'm, I'm looking up. I'm just a fingertip away. You're miles away. What are you on about? Mate. I've literally in one week, not even a, a full week, in just one midweek round, 
I just smashed you into oblivion, and it's now down to six oh points. Oh my god, it's like Do eight. Like eight points. I've been doing that last four weeks. Six points. That's why I'm in the top ten, and you're dwindling down in the twenties. Well, you're down. You're six points ahead, mate. I'll do that in one one hey, day. I'm one in the round. top ten. Where are you? Just below you. Where twenty six, what? Crap times. Yeah, I think so I'm twenty something. Twelve. No, no one remembers them. Yeah, I'm in the on. top ten. I'm mimicking fingertips. You're miles Ooh, away. Come on, mate. Don't get excited. You do it every right, year. Right, you get all excited. Over now, yeah. Yeah, go on. Roger, he gets all excited. He gets all excited and then uh, come come to <clears> where it matters. And I just put him to bed every year. Every year. He gets excited early doors. Full goes he goes full scouts. Gets all excited. This year's their year. And then when it when it shit hits the fan, they haven't got what it takes. You getting excited last night thinking you're gonna be in the app for the Carabao Cup. Mate, I didn't even look at it. Like uh Oh, you mean a Cardiff, mate? Look, did you see the bench? It was like literally. I, think that I, mean, I was watching elite football. Watching, you know, I was watching the uh, Cardiff at all. Like the, the oldest, the oldest player on the bench was, I think, Ruben Corwell's younger brother. Like he was so young, but um, yeah, they was. Don't matter, mate. The League Cup don't matter, mate. However. I, uh, I do want to talk about some stuff. There's some interesting things have happened over the weekend. Um, FSG have agreed to sell a minority stake in Liverpool um, worth about 82 million to uh, between 82 million and 164 million to Dynasty Equity. Gee, is that a good or a bad thing, do you think, mate? Who they sold it to? Dynasty Equities is some basically another American investment firm, by the sounds of it. Not all of it, it's just a big chunk, like a chunk of it. Basically, to get some investment in it. Yeah, a bit of money laundering. Yeah, so it, yeah, who knows? No, it's not. It's, it's, it's a drop in the ocean, isn't it, now? These clubs yeah. are worth billions, so 80, 90 million. What's that going to get you? Well, it says up to 164 million, but even that is, you know, it's not a great deal in the grand I'm scheme of things. Yeah. What? You're paying, what, 2 3%? Mm. Look, I don't, think the, uh, I don't think FSG are quite on the, the level of the great glazers in terms of, scummy owners but they're not that they're not that far off i gotta say the businessmen mate the businessmen they've yeah. won the league they've won the champions league since well, they've what been there what what the yeah well the glazer won the champions league haven't they mm. and multiple leagues as well so mm. yeah but, like, but they're building anfield's getting bigger it's getting you know it's not leaking old yeah, trafford's old trafford's a dump you look at the big clubs around the world now the burnabout Training grounds like look at the ground now. I've re reinvested in it, it's cost them so much money. But look at it now, it's it's, it's amazing. But I was watching uh on a video today, the, the new camp's getting knocked down. Yeah, it's well, they sold the rights to it at first, didn't they? To the Spotify, yeah, so that's gonna get a, that'll be amazing because that's a big plot. I remember going there in 1999, European Cup final, and it was like there was 120,000 people in there, and no one will tell me any different. Mm. People say, well, how do you get 120,000 people? Because there was a lot of Manchester people there with a lot of snide tickets. Mm -hmm. And people at the end, people were just rushing the gate. And it was yeah. just it was just rammed in there. No one was sitting down. Everyone was standing up. And it was guaranteed 120,000 people in that stadium. Do you know, on Barcelona, mate. Stadium, that big, old, big, old, big old plot. So be a, this will be a really nice one as well. On the, on the Barcelona thing, did you see with their the investigation into their 
finances. They raided the referees' headquarters in Spain, which I thought was yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Was Pep? So, was Pep managing then? I don't know if he was still involved during that time. I think he might have been. You know, not that we're casting any aspersions, of course. But um, well, charges, charges. You know, when there's smoke, there's fire. One charge is here, then it follows someone. Did allegedly? Did he get done for Nandrolone when he was a player, Pep? Pardon? Did Pep get done for Nandrolone? Like I, I don't know. I, I never heard of that. I seem to remember something to do with like drug tests and stuff with him, but I can't, I can't remember what it was. Oh. I'll have a little look up in a minute. But um, in your opinion, just you know, hypothetically, who's more corrupt, Manchester City or Barcelona? Ooh, Barcelona. Yeah, Barcelona. Player, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Uh... Allegedly. Well, allegedly, yeah, but I'm not gonna. Uh... Yeah, I've got a lot of City friends. Then, um, yeah, City have got a lot of charges, but Barcelona have been doing it for years, man. Years. Is I'm, right? I'm Real Madrid to a certain extent because people bailing them out. You know, royal family. If it's not royal family, it's someone else. Well, the league, the league bails them out, doesn't it? Like. The two clubs they get bailed out financially. Not connected somehow. Someone will be getting grease with a big brown envelope somewhere. So here's a question, then, right? When Juventus got done for match fixing and and dodgy stuff to do with their finances and referees and stuff, they got relegated, didn't they? Way back, yeah, a few years back. So if that if they're raiding the referees' headquarters and stuff with Barcelona, surely that should be. Relegation and stuff for them, shouldn't it? Uh, it uh, wait, wait a minute. The, 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 they, they've raided what? The referee headquarters, like the headquarters of the referees association. It, and it's in Barcelona, you mean? Um, I'm not sure if it's where it's located. That stinks of match fixing and all things like that, isn't it? No? Well, yeah, that's what it would, that would be the implication because they've. Um, Basically, in during their investigation into Barcelona, they, that's where they've come. Evidence be at headquarters of the referee. It'd be pretty stupid to keep it there, wouldn't you? Well, I mean, yeah, on, unless on hard drives or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the other option, I suppose, is if they wanted, if they had a, war- a warrant for an arrest or something like that, they would raid it, wouldn't they? I guess. Um, mm. But it's a, it's shady, mate, isn't it? At the, at the end of the day, they did their no, it does not. And but then people have been saying, I got um there's a couple of Spanish guys on my Twitter who were saying years ago that like Barcelona are almost quite open with it, like how thing how corrupt they are with the referees. Like that's gotta be um Man, surely they can't get away with that. Sure, like if that's the case, surely not. You would think that, wouldn't you? But you know these 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 big massive clubs. Yeah. Well, like it's weird, isn't it? Right? You've got you not as well. Not, but but Italians, they, it was obviously blatant and and they they were, they were careless. But we would think think that Barcelona would be more diligent. But we'll have to wait and see, won't we? Maybe they thought they were above it, mate. You know, like wait and see. Can't be touched. Do you know um, what's interesting to me is you've got clubs like Manchester United and others getting fined. Not great amounts, but like they're getting fined for not, you know, sticking to financial fair play diligently. And then you've got Manchester City, you've got like a hundred and something charges against them. 
and there still doesn't seem to be any sign of any sort of semblance of you know a, a conclusion. My word, there you. Well, there's no conclusion to it, is there? It's just no, no, never it's ending. Like saying, it. Yeah, and will there ever be? You know, will it just peter out, or are we going to get actually conclusion and what's what's gone on and got to the bottom of it? Or is it just speculation? You know. Well, it's charged. They've got the charges, haven't they? Guilty before they go, before we find out what's yeah. going on. It's just like weird. What's going on? What what's changed? It's it's uh, innocent before proven guilty. So we'll just find out what's going on. See. Yeah. And and it, I think at the minute we're just speculating, aren't we? Yeah, of course. And I think ultimately we should all. Everyone should learn a lesson from the what's it, uh, the Mendy case, where everyone was slating him, as including me was slating him for all these things that he had supposedly done. And, and you know, when he went to court, he was found, he would, you know, he wasn't just dropped. He got found not guilty. So maybe in all cases, people should wait until it gets to court and gets resolved before this we start. This is why we have a court system. It's not a yes. social media public public opinion. That's, yeah. that's not how it works. Because most, most people on Twitter with no profile are in the, 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 the mum's box room banging one out so yeah yeah, it's, yeah you just got to take it with a pinch of salt mate because it's social media isn't it? it just drives everyone everyone's got an opinion you know it's podcasts like us like talking about it so yeah it's uh it's, it's not good it's not good is it it's only gonna get worse yeah and then unfortunately mate i don't think people have got confidence that with those hundred charges, there will be a conclusion. I think most people are expecting it to kind of just drag on and on and on and then kind of just disappear in some form. But a couple of interesting comments on the Barcelona, uh, sorry, on the Liverpool sale thing. Reese says um, loss of revenue from champ no Champions League football this year. Spending's gone up. Obviously, they bought a new midfield. It seems like, you know, they'd have to get a bit of investment, I guess, to cover that. Um, also, where a few other comments. Um, where's that one gone? So, look, Barcelona owe $1 billion, right, in debt and stuff. And they still tried to sign Messi when he was available in the summer. They couldn't re-sign him due to the budget. And then they still spent millions of pounds on new players. But no one seems to give a shit. And a new ground. Yeah. But... They, they don't seem to get fined for financial fair play like the Premier League clubs do. It's weird, mate. It is really, oh, weird, really weird. Always oh, them brown envelopes. You must be able to fit euros in better than pounds. Mm. Here's a suggestion. Reese says, how about you just don't... No, no names are released until the end of court cases. So you have an accused and the person who's charged or the company which is charged or the club that's charged, whatever it may be, how about it's all sealed... Until the court case is done, yeah, but you've got to look at Russell Brand, yeah, stuff like that. He's guilty, oh, he's, like, he is. he's guilty. YouTube took so. him off, everyone else took him off, except yeah. for Rumble and obviously Twitter because they've got big, big balls and, and then mm-hmm. they, they trust the, the justice system. And then after that, they'll make an opinion, which is the right way. But mm-hmm. yeah, like I said the other day on the member show, was that. Say Russell Brand, right? Say he goes to court and he gets a not guilty. YouTube won't remonetize his. Yeah, channel. I go that to YouTube. Well, yeah, but no, but all these people who dropped him, like I think he got Great British Bake Off, all the different things which have dropped him before he's been proven 
guilty or innocent. Um, they they won't take him back if he gets a not guilty. So he's lost all that stuff anyway. And he's not the only one, you know. It's it's, it's a never ending thing, isn't it? So trial by social it's, media. It's, it's, it's what what instead of killing people, it's character assassination. That's all it is. Yeah. It's classic ca- character cast uh, character assassination. It's, yeah, it's just crazy how they just do it in the open now and how easy how easy it is. behind closed doors and now they just do it in the, in the open but yeah it's crazy yes it's, it is very very strange mate how it's uh so open like you say so um right let's have a look i want to read this barcelona thing quickly um spanish police raid referees offices as part of the corruption investigation uh, Spanish police raided the office of a referees committee as part of the investigation into Barcelona's alleged corrupt of payments to officials. For uh, Barcelona faced charges of cor- corruption over payments made to Jose Maria Enriquez Negrera, who's the former vice president of the referees committee, for favourable refereeing decisions. UEFA is investigating the matter. Uh, Barcelona say there was no wrongdoing. There currently has been no arrests made during the search, which took place in Madrid. Um, that's like full. So it's alleged, there's some more details. It's alleged Barcelona played 8.4 million euros to the uh, Negrera, who's the vice, who was the vice president of the Referees Association, uh, to his comp- like a company that he set up. The payments were initially investigated as part of a tax probe, uh, which was run on the company and then led to Barcelona, where there were several payments uh, ranging from 1.4 million to up to 7 million between 2001 and 2018, which is the year he left his role. So that is that is when Pep was there. That covers that time, doesn't it? When did he go to Man City? 2017? Yeah, something like that, yeah. There you go. So, in, if that's the case... Like Barcelona, it's not to do with the coaches, is it? I was, I was just being, no, no, no. I know, I know, I know, it's no, not I know. But the coaches, is it? It's, it's all, yes. Yeah, but what I mean is, like, it's not good. Be relegated. Like fifteen minutes talking about it. So, yeah, let's talk about some football. Newcastle United, mate. What a week for them. Eight nil of interest, Sheffield United, and then they sent Man City out of the the uh, the Carabao Cup, the EFL Cup, the Coca Cola Cup, the Milk Cup. The Rumbelows Cup. What's the your favourite? What's your favourite? I was uh, a big fan. Coca Cola Cup. Well, was mine was. Fan. Mine was. Was it the it Milk was, Cup? No, 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 no. It was because remember when our kid got a um, uh, man in a match. The Rumbelows Cup. Did he tell he got, me he got a washing machine? No, he got a TV. Oh. But it was like a small, like. You know, that TV you put in your bedroom in the 80s, small one. Yeah. Or 90s, yeah, 90s. Yeah, 90s. It was <laughs> one of them. It was uh, Mingin. Uh, um, just on that, I knew yeah, I was. They had that, in the, in the, sorry, to interrupt the kids, like, in the, when they're giving the, like, they're giving the speech at the end, you know, when they give them your trophy, or where's your money match trophy? It's nice to TV, they go there, and go, and that's one. Walk off with it, fucking big TV. I was, I seen a clip the other day where, um, this, uh, who was it? It was Ashley Williams and someone, um, I think it was Stephen Augustine. They were doing, um, like the weirdest man of the match, uh, prizes over the like all the different things. 
and you had like one this guy had like a, a BMX given to him in the non-league. Some of them had like um oh it was some wild stuff like a pizza, just all this weird well, stuff. I got like, brand new to it. I, well, I got a brand new two hours league off for Man of Match, remember? Oh mate. See that's a when I played the, the world championship in Japan or wherever it was. You got man of the match. You got given a two hours leaker. You give it me. <laughs> so I was driving about and you two hours leaker for a few oh, years. Man. I bet there's been some weird ones. I said someone had like a voucher for B and Q for like fifty quid and all this weird stuff. It's <laughs> a funny story about that. He's, he's he's saying this is how fucking tight he is, right? So he's uh he's been given man of the match and he's and gone up to get give him the prize. And he's, he's gone, right, what do you want? You can either have the money or the car. He's gone, all oh, right, yeah, I'll have the money. And the guy, this guy's gone, what? As if to say, shots. As if, and he's gone, no, no, I'm only joking about the car because he's seen his face. <laughs> this is how tight the fucker is. He wanted the dough. Yeah, I'll have yeah. the yen or whatever it is. Money, mate. I want the car, the, the, the brand new car. <laughs> I'll take the dough, mate. <laughs> Um, I knew I'd remembered right. So Pep in 2001, when he was playing in Italy for Brescia, uh, tested positive for Nandrolone um, and then he appealed it later and it was reduced to a fine instead of a ban. Um, I knew I hadn't imagined it. Like, so Joe Laidlaw's in the chat, who's one of the boys who plays in my uh, son's team. So um, he's a Newcastle fan. So I will talk about Newcastle just for him. So Saturday, mate, 8-0 against uh, Sheffield United. That is a bit of a molly whopping, that, isn't it? You ain't going to get much more of a spanking than that. Um, Sheffield United are going down, isn't they? Fast at this rate. Yeah. Rapido. Them and Luton on the... Uh... The A-train out of it, both of them. Do you know who's impressing me for Newcastle, mind, is, I know, look, that that um, 8-0 is, like, it's difficult to pick players out because Sheffield United are terrible, Newcastle are good. But I thought he was excellent against Man City yesterday as well. Was Isaac? He looks a real player, mate, he does. Yeah, that's why um, he's in the L team. They're a good team. And what gets me about them? They're very professional that means that he's got them, everyone's at it. If you play well, you're in, and then it's one of them. So yeah, that's a good that's a good surrounding to be in. That knowing where you're at, you know, if you play well, you're gonna stay in. But you know, he might take you off a little bit of rest. But he seems to be to give you good, good information, Eddie Allen. He seems to be a good coach, like a player's coach. So and obviously a good a technical one as well. So it is. Yeah, it looks good. Looks good there, Even though they've had a tough start. Uh, not very good results. They've started to turn it around a little bit now. It's a good result from yesterday, even though City didn't have the strongest team out. Still, they had some very good players Jack out. Jack Grealish played, mate. Jack Grealish you know? played the right back who come into the market, hadn't played much and did a very good job. You can yeah. see uh, Kieran Trippier's keeping him out, so he, he'll be keeping... That's why Kieran Trippier's playing so well, because he knows if, if, he, if he comes in, he'll lose his spot as well. So that's what you've got behind you, that... Makes for a good team. Competition man. for places, mate. Yeah, yeah. Healthy um, competition, yeah. It makes it. It seems weird to say on the back of an eight 0 win, but I do worry that like Callum Wilson always seems to be carrying 
some sort of knock or being patched up. And I worry that later into the season where the goals will come from on a regular basis. Because Callum Wilson is wicked. If you can, if you can play every game, then he'll score goals. And then you've got Isaac and Joe Linton and play people like this who are going to chip in. But I just think they haven't don't seem to and maybe I'm not familiar enough with their squad, but they don't seem to have another out and out number nine. So I do wonder about um that side of things. But it's you know, when they got the Champions League and they've got the uh, you know, all these different competitions. But Anthony Gordon stepped up, mate. He looks like he's starting to show why he, why he's a forty million pound player and yeah, that looks, that's good. <laughs> AC, uh very direct. Works yeah. hard, mate, as well, doesn't he? Yeah, it's good, yeah. Um, I tell you, I'm really, really impressed with him is that the guy, the fullback they signed from Southampton, uh, Liver, I can't remember what his name is, Livermento. He looks, yeah, that's what I'm just talking about. That's what right I like, right, yeah, okay, yeah. Oh, so I thought he was a left back, right? okay, yeah, he's right back, he was Mark and Grealish, right? Good man in the match, but you're right about. Come on, mate. Do, I, do, do research. Well, mate, I'm just. Uh, he's been out. He's only played five games, but he's been there for about a year and a bit. But he's been injured. But obviously, Kieran Tripp is keeping him out. But this is, I think, you know, he looks a very good player to keep Grealish quiet. And you're not yeah. playing a lot of games. You know, that's... Well, yeah, and the figures with Grealish, Grealish has been playing regular, and it? it's not like he was rusty or whatever. Well, like he's been playing week in, week out. He hasn't been playing regularly, has he? He's been pl- dipping in and out. Folder's been, been playing more than him, but really. He, but he plays 20 minutes. I know what you mean, yeah. He's playing more than this kid who's been out for a long mm. time. Yeah. Um, but, like, same as with... I think it's interesting. Like, Trippier, I think, is responding to that competition, similar to how Luke Shaw does. When he knows he's playing every week, I think he not doesn't go through the motions, but he, he's he got that extra gear when he's got competition for places. And uh, Kieran Trippier, mate, is fantasy football dream. He, uh, yeah. he gets... He, just gets loads of points, loads of assists. Quality player, mate. Um, who else impressed me on the weekend? I thought um, Brighton again, mate. Just looked so... Or, I know they... Um, I think they lost yesterday, didn't they? But, like, in the league, Brighton really impressed me, mate. Just the way they go about their business. Everybody knows their role. Everybody knows their job. Um, yeah, it looks like it was titles in the radio. So Real Madrid are sniffing, so you'd probably see Carlo and Gillette leaving at the end of the season and him taking over if he, if he well, carries on the way, the way he carries on. It's it's the, it's interesting, isn't it? Because Javi yeah, Alonso was, has been heavily linked with it and then De Zerbi's been linked with it today. You know, if Brighton carry on the way they're playing, I don't... Do you think... Well, would he go? Would he, Surely he would go. Well, if he gets in the top four, 100% he will. But... Well, you even know he'll be in the Champions League. Real Madrid come knocking, you got you going. So yeah, hundred percent. He'll be, be he's destined for good things in me. He's a really good coach to come in and to make Brighton even better than they were before Graham Potter was there. Um, is no mean feat because now the dominating teams, the Old Trafford, dominated Manchester United, even though they're in a bit of turmoil. But they dominated other teams as well. So yeah, the things are on the up there, and, and the players that they've got. You know, you look them on paper a year and a half ago, and yeah, they are solid Premier League side. Now that you know, March, Gross, Matoma, Welbeck, you know, Dunn, uh, yeah, it's, it's good. It goes, goes, you can go through it. 
So they've got a really good team. They lost their whole midfield in the summer, mate, and they they haven't yeah, dropped, like haven't missed me, exactly. exactly. Yeah, not so that's about good coaching, but good recruitment as well. Because they've lost Casado, they've lost McAllister, there's two very influential players, but they've gained 160 million quid and not skipped a beat. And on them um, on Saturday against Bournemouth, Matoma was on the bench, Pedro was on the bench, Fatty was on the bench. Yeah, but um, come on, Matoma, what's happening? Think, He's come on and scored yeah. a brace. But that's what I mean. They're able to put those players on the bench and still. The, the, the players who come in, they know their roles. Yeah. It's, again, it's probably the same we're talking about Newcastle. There's a good environment around there. It's healthy competition. And, you know, if you play well, you, you stay in. Mm. So. Uh, Billy Gilmore's been playing well from him in the centre midfield. It's and football, I think mate. It's good football. They can dictate the play. He's very good. Very good on the ball. Like I say, he can dictate the play. can get about okay as well. He's not the quickest of players, but he's not, he's not a, a, a slug by no mm. means. So, yeah, he's a good player, mate. Really good player. On, them, on, yeah. on the Madrid thing, Ancelotti leaves in the summer. Who would you pick out of that? Xavi, Alonso and Deserbi, if you were picking Deserbia. Madrid? Deserbia. But that's because I've seen more of Deserbi. I watched a bit of... Um, bit of like, Xavi Alonso. Who, who was they playing? I was watching it recently. Oh, they was playing uh, Bayern Munich. Mm. Yeah, they were playing Bayern Munich. Um, and yeah, you know, Leverkusen in there. Leverkusen? Yeah, Leverkusen, yeah. And that where he is. Bayern Munich, so he's doing something right there. But, yeah, I'll just, I'll just wait. I just like the look of his deserve he's a, he's a really good good coach. Yeah, it'd be interesting what, like, because my, my worry, if I'm him, and going to Madrid is if things don't go well immediately, <coughs> the fans turn, the, the club just get rid of you. Like, would you? Mate, that's 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 the risk you're going to take. You don't want to turn down Real Madrid because you spend the rest of your life caught thinking, what if? That's yeah, that. yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's you, one you, of them clubs, it. isn't it? Yeah, you do it. I know what you're saying, but you don't turn down Real Madrid, mate. Oh, I'm not ready or I'm scared of what the fans will think. Maybe these people don't have that kind of mindset. But then also, but then you say that as well, mate, right? Is Deserbi has not missed a beat. He came in at Blackburn, uh, Brighton, and has just like yeah. he's been there for years. Um, yes. yes. Where do you, Reese has got a question. Which club do you think will snap up Ancelotti? Well, well, I think, yeah. I think, I mean, Everton. How old is he now? 70 odd. He's got to be 70 odd. He's still doing a good job, though. I He'll think Everton will go back for him. Probably go back home, he's somewhere in Italy. Yeah, I mean, that would make sense, wouldn't it? Oh, it might be Saudi Arabia. Go and get himself a few quid over there. Yeah. Well, 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 who would begrudge him that at 70? Yeah, exactly. Going in a few quid. Not that he's, you know, short of... On the Champions League, as a player and as a manager, relax, chill out. Just done everything, hasn't he? Um, so, let's talk about your boys for a bit. Um, I don't want to spend too much time on Jaden Sancho um, because I think he's done. But I gotta be honest, if you was him, like I think he leaves United in January. But if you were him, would you apologise? So apparently, the holdup is he's willing to apologise, but his his representatives don't want United to put out a statement saying 
Jaden Sancho's apologized to the manager and now they're going to move on. So basically, he doesn't want the apology to be acknowledged by the club, which seems ridiculous to me. But if you were him, would you just apologize, even if you didn't mean it, just to get on with it? Thank you, advisors, but no thanks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because he what needs to play, doesn't he? Advisor for I know you're football, you're a football, you might be stupid, but come on, you can still make your own decisions in, in life mm. and, and be a man instead of just you put it to bed. It's like two children, it's pissing me off now. It's boring, mm. mate. It's you, boring. You've it's you've not good enough to be, to, be, to be going on about it. So, needs to right, to you. things like this drag out. We're talking yeah, about yeah, it, it's painful, it's painful, painful mate. Tonight. Me. Here you are, then I'll ask you one question on it, right? You've had your fair share of uh, arguments over the years. You've made fallen out with people. Mate, you, have an, you have an argument. You, you, you get it out and done with, and then you shake your hands and you get on with it. If you like someone, then you'll get on with me. You like it. If you don't, then you stay away from them. But mm. you put it to bed. You don't let it linger. It just, it, yeah, it's just that's just drama. Put it to bed and move on very quickly. Otherwise, this is what happens. Like two birds go, going at each other, like. Episode of that flipping that housewife crap. Yeah. Every time I turn on, it's just birds going. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Loose women, isn't it? Like no, no. Then the housewives of Cheshire, housewives of the flipping oh, <laughs> Orange County or whatever. All yeah. these things these these, these birds watch. Don't mm. watch. You know, that every time I go past or hear it, it's bladder ah, <laughs> chatting crap to each other. This is what this is is becoming now. Oh, he's not going to do this because... Oh, please, come on. Yeah, I mean, the weirdest thing about it to me is that if he had just shut his mouth, he'd be playing now because they haven't got any right-wingers. But to me, he needs to just apologise and fucking move on because he's just wasting his career at this point. Um, I don't want to talk about that side of things, although Dimitar Berbatov says uh, he thinks Jaden Sancho is overestimating his importance to Manchester United in terms of he thinks that he... They're so desperate for him to play that they'll bend over backwards for him. Do you agree with that? Probably. I think all modern-day players are. Everything, everything revolves around them, don't they? You look at him. He's, he's supposed to be not a, really a, a, a nice kid, but that, that's that's what you you, you go off. So mm. you, don't, you don't you can't. How can you go off that? I don't know him, so how can I judge him? I don't know him personally, so how can I no. judge him? But the way he's acting, the way he's going on with himself. Mate, if you're going to write someone on Twitter, don't take it down. Don't be a pussy and take it down. Keep it up. Or why, if you didn't, if you took it down, why the fuck did you write it? Yeah. Because what to me? And now he's lost he, his bottle and took it down. And if you've he's taken it down, just if he's taken it down, apologise and get back to playing football. Exactly. Don't take it down. it down. So obviously you, you, you feel something about it or you'd have kept it up. No, you've yeah. lost your bottle. You took it down. Now apologise and move on. Yeah. Um, on the Burnley game first, wh who impressed you? What do you think was good? Like, what was different about it? I think Hannibal made a massive result. Difference. Result, boring game. Result. It was just a was result, it. wasn't it? Clean um, sheet. Result. Good feel factor. I'm going to the next week. Not getting overexcited, mate. It was boring. It, I thought but it was on a, on a WhatsApp group. People at work, <laughs> and we had a laugh at work. About the next minute, seventy fifth minute, I hardly watched any of the game. Was more worried about, uh, more probably about having a laugh and a joke on, on WhatsApp yeah. and watching football because it was boring. So, there's no plan of play, there's no, there's no philosophy, it's just all, yeah, it's all over the place at the minute. But you no, know, I'm, I'm, I'm about so many players, I'm, yeah, 
Yeah, we've got like 10 players out. Amrabat looked good, though. And, and yeah. the, boy, the boy Hoyland's coming on. So, there's some positives. I think if you look at the Palace game as well, I watched the Palace game, and suddenly with Amrabat in there, Mount in there, um, Hannibal, um, Martial looked fit for a change. They right. suddenly did have patterns of play. They suddenly right. did have movement off the ball. Right. Which to me says that's because for the last or well, the first few games, it's been very stop gappy. Johnny Evans here, Amrabat a left back, you know, just people fitting in where they can get them. Yeah, lots of injuries, a lot of different teams. It's difficult. That's why you don't get a, a very good games because they're not played together. So you don't get no cohesion or some fluidity from it with the play. And it's just, just like a bit bitty and scrappy. And yeah. Um, yeah, I thought Amrabat looked yeah, everything, good. everything yeah, which I good. thought he was going to be. What I'm saying, when we get our full team, then we can see it, but we haven't had that yet. You know, you know Antonio, possibly Antony on the right, uh, Rashford on the left, even though Rashford's terrible at the minute. Right. So, so selfish. It's just all all for him. He never looks up for it when there's a, there's a better pass online. It's always tunnel vision. He's winding me up at the minute. I play Ganacho on the left. Get Rashford. I get him on the bench, actually. Ganacho on the left. Anthony, Casemiro, Amrabat, Bruno, Hoyland. Twice against Burnley towards the end of the game, Rashford broke down the left and he could have played in once. I think it was Casemiro. He would have been at the whole goal to aim at. No one around him. And then Hoyland as well. And it's yeah. like you could have put the game to bed for your yeah, team. Selfish. So and it's all it's okay being selfish, but got right. Like, Ruvan Nistelrooy was selfish. He's got thirty he goals this season. Yeah. yeah, that's all. When he was selfish, he scored. Well, this is this why no one criticised Rashford last year. Down hills and just shrugs his shoulders and does that daft walk he does. It, yeah, it winds me up. Doesn't um, run enough, and, and for a, for an academy player, I find that shocking. Because mm. they're um, drained, drained in him. So yeah, I find well, look shocking. at Hannibal, mate. Look at the well, miles. I just find it shocking the way he walks mm. about sometimes, and he don't work for his team. Mm. He's just not the Man United way, and, and he's ingrained in. He's been there since he's seven, and it pisses me off when I see it every week. Yeah, I thought um, I thought Mason Mount played it quite quite good in the first half against Palace. He only had, obviously, he's coming I back. Say, mate, I didn't really watch much of it. It was, it was the on. Palace game, they played well, mate. And i got to say, Palace did weren't great and both teams rotated. But what interested me is no Rashford and no Bruno played. They didn't use them. And I thought United's patterns of play looked better. But I also thought Ganacho, um, Martial, Mount, they all looked better without Bruno and Rashford. The team looked better. Now, I'm not saying that. If you say about Bruno, he's the best player on, on the yeah. team. Well, yeah. I would play Bruno at 10. I'd play Mount off the right, I would admit, at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Fair. I would, I would forget Anthony and put Mason Mount on there. Let's do it. That's his best position. And put Renato on the left. Ireland up front. Yeah. Amrabat, Casimiro, Bruno. And the thing is, against the big... Sure. That's, that's, the, that's probably the, the strongest... Well, it's not the strongest team. That's the team I'm going. No. Yeah, and I think against the, big, against the big teams, Mount off the right is perfect to make it difficult for those teams to play as well. Um, interestingly, I think um, 
Amrabat will lead to Casemiro playing a slightly different role. I think Casemiro is going to become more of a kind of box to box. You still play from deep, but I think you'll see him getting forward. He's obviously scored a few goals already this year. Um, but I think Amrabat will free him up a little bit and we might see a slightly different Casemiro. But um, a few comments which are making me laugh in the chat. Roy Keane would make Sancho cry like a little bitch asking for forgiveness in the corner <laughs> from Rob. But you could also add Rio, Fred, uh, Vidic, Evra. None of them would put up with it. So Reese says, let's say Sancho is still being late at United for training and stuff like that. Who's the let's leader? Let's how weak the dressing room is. Yeah, that's, well, that's the question. People he get says, late. He says, who's the leaders in there? The real leaders at the club. Why isn't one of his teammates grabbing him by the neck and saying, buck up or buck off? They, uh, might, have, they might have. You just don't know. This is yeah. what I mean. We don't know the specifics. So we're just, like, again, speculating. But it doesn't look good. United have three or four winnable games on the bounce now. Like, they play Palace again at home on Saturday. Then they play Galatasaray at home. Brentford at home is a, probably a tough one. And then Sheffield United at home. And then Copenhagen at home. You uh, said to me, Sheffield, United, Sheffield United, United versus Brentford at home is going to be a tough game. And I said, what are you on? It's mad, isn't it? But it will be. It's out of all those games, I think Galatasaray and Brentford are the hardest games. But they're all at home, except Sheffield United away. Galatasaray should... got some good players. Yeah. Easy. Haven't they got Zaha and uh, a few others? Yeah, they have some good players. A home game, be... mate. United should be winning their home games. Yeah, they yeah, should be winning at home. Yeah, I agree, yeah. But they're on, at the minute, it's not, it's not been the case, mate. We were 2-0 down at, at home now with Boris. Uh, so, we'll wait and see, won't we? So, Reese says the closest thing United have had to a real leader in recent years is Cavani. Interesting. Cavani. I'm trying to think who's been a. I think Onana looks like a guy who. Onana's been a good leader for Portugal the last few years. So. Yeah, but when he came to United, was he a good leader? Like when he came second round, I would argue. Yes, he because he, yes, because he wanted excellence and he wasn't seeing it around him. That's why he was a good. He, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, I could he, see he that. was. He even said in his interview, people around him, he tried to give advice and they just ignored it. Of the mm. greatest person, they just think they bet they know better. Yeah, you know? yeah. So that's, 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 that. He's learned from being in the change room what he's seen when he was there. What that's like players right. learned to him. So he was passing that down and keeping that tradition, and he fucking ignored him. That's like right. If me and Joe Rogan had a conversation and he tried to give me some advice about podcasting, and I went, "Yeah, you're right, Joe. I know what I'm doing." Man. Thanks, mate. Do you know what I mean? It's like biggest, best, whatever in the world, and they're just sacking him off. Um, I see. I disagree with this narrative from the media and the pundits that Bruno Fernandes isn't a good leader. I think he's just a bit emotional and he comes across as petulant sometimes. But actually, I've seen him quite a lot of times do things for the team. He sacrifices himself for the team. He works hard. He's, I've he's, seen him. Yeah. He gave his man in the match award only last week. He gave it to Johnny Evans because he thought Johnny Evans deserved it. Like Little things like that go a long way. Um, he's, he, is a, he is a leader, but you know sometimes he let himself down by his waving his arms or it's that's, that's all. That's only because he cares, you know. Mm. But you know. That, but how can I'm, you say I'm, that Ronaldo's a good leader, 
but Bruno's petulant. What do you mean? Because, all right, they both got it, like, stats wise. He's constantly arguing with the referee, constantly whinging at every decision. Yeah, but Ronaldo does that as well. Not every decision, waving his arms up. He doesn't, mate. He doesn't. I watch Mm. United. I don't. He doesn't. If teammate doesn't pass to him, it's just yeah. It's, but they're both petulant. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But they both have just said they're both leaders. But are they good mm. ones? I don't know. But they are leaders. Yeah. There's different ways to lead as well. You can lead by example as opposed to being like a Roy Keane or someone who's like shouting. And I think modern day football is different as well. Is you don't if you look around, not just Man United. Everywhere, it wasn't all about shouting, it was just, yeah. You know, it's about using it in the, around the training ground, or it was all about match days. And it was that he he, he demanded excellence. If you didn't get it, you'd have him in your face. Mm. That's a leader. But I'd say your brother, when he was in his pump at United, was a leader, he led by example. Yeah, he wouldn't shout and scream, he'd run his bollocks off, he'd, he'd, he'd do everything that mm. ask it, ask about him. Different leaders like David Beckham would do the same, but then he would be more vocal. You'd see that when you, in England, and you get your Tony Adamses, your, your John Terry's. You, you're born leaders. Yeah, yeah. I like. I, I just. I. I. I understand why people say like Bruno moans a bit and this and that. I just disagree that people, the particular pundits, try and paint this picture that he's like this diving moaning like he doesn't work hard Danny Murphy oh. going Danny oh. Murphy saying he doesn't do any defensive work and it's like he's the only midfielder apart from Casemiro who runs back and tries to get you've got Scott McTomney who's on the pitch to defend fucking jogging watching by by Munich players run by him. I, I, I like Danny Murphy he's a good pundit but I Bruno, do too, Fernandez, but Bruno Fernandez runs more than more than in a half than he did in the whole match Scott McTominay's been a disgrace in those couple of games, my fucking hell. Um, so I do think that football obviously has changed in modern day. And I think when you look at look at Arsenal, Odegaard's the captain, but he's not a screamer and a shouter. Like you think football is leading differently, doesn't it? That's another one by his play, but but his organization. He might go about it a quiet way, yeah. you know, being is, on time for training. There is, there is good examples know. of that, yeah, you know, like a like a Matty Holland, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 definitely, mate. Just players who are the way they carry themselves. Proper club man, you know, does everything by the book. Very good player, and and people, people admire that and follow it. Yeah, hundred percent. I am um, trying to think who else I think is like a good leader in the modern game. Um, Van Dyke, I think, is a good leader. I don't think he's that great a defender. I don't think he's as good as everyone says. I don't says look at Van Dyke and see a leader. Just don't. Do you not? No. He, I think he bit. goes missing sometimes in big moments and blames well, other people. Steven Gerrard, yeah. there's a leader. But then... See, Graeme Sooners, there's a leader. Yeah, of course, yeah. But, you know what I mean? Virgil Van Dyke, I'm laugh. But then Steven Gerrard, Med, I still stand by. I don't think Steven Gerrard is... As good a footballer technically as people as he's made out, I think he's an excellent footballer. Don't get me wrong. I think he's. I think he's. I think he. I think he's a footballer that can do the lot. I just don't think he's as he's not up there with a Paul Scholes or a technically I'm on about. Um, 
even I, Frank I, Lampard. I totally, totally disagree. He could do everything. He could do a sixty-yard ball, ping it. He could do a grass cutters. He could, he could run. He can head. He could tackle. Passion, merchant. Oh, he could do everything. You can play him in any position, and he, and he'd shine. He's I a believe passion, a passion merchant with a good shot. <laughs> I say, I'd say it a little bit in jest, mate. But I do think sometimes when I hear these he's, people he's going, he's got everything. Would you have played him? So let's look at it this way, then, right? For England, for all them years, they played Gerard and Lampard over Skulls in the middle, and made Skulls either not play or play on the left. People forget that Skulls played a lot of games for Man United on the left coming in and joining in. And that's what he did for England. People seem to forget uh, that he did that a lot for Man United. And he did it a lot for England. Now, oh, I'm asking what in, would you in, have played those two in the middle instead of playing him more centrally? Well, no, I'd have played free. I'd have played free. Play it as a free. I still think it's remarkable. But, but in them days, it was 4-4-2, wasn't it? So yeah. that's why. But now I, four, three, three. They're all three of them are being, wouldn't they? Yeah, they would love it in that system now with the two and exactly because Paul Scholes and Dima Dreyer could do both doing that sitting role and one of them bouncing on and just well, you say that, but they never does and score gold bombing on. Yeah, I mean, you say that that one of them would sit and this, but they they never did it, did they? In a four four two, they were never able to you one of them sit and one of them go. Stephen Dreyer at the end of his career. Like he, he was when he started playing that position, he was more gun hole, where he was more disciplined. It, it, when he it had more technical managers with with Benitez or uh, Rogers or Julia, they would you know he, he slowly learned the game, and as he got older, he went back in that deeper role. Same with Paul Scholes. People forget with Paul Scholes with a twenty goal season, man. He was a fucking midfielder that, that bombed on and got goals. But at later on in his career, he only dropped back and become that quarterback. And and the way the way we, we know Paul Scholes, but you know, only good players can do that. Look at our kid playing left wing, and how I many left wingers then going to be could be a central midfielder for ten years. And, and, you know, the only good person I can think of who did that was like uh, John Barnes. So you got to be special players to do stuff like that and, and change your game and or can play in different positions. When Steve Jones was the right back, he was brilliant. When he went, he had to had to do a job there. Uh, so I don't think Paul Scholes could do that. Play left back, play right back. I'm sure he'd it, it, be okay. But Pace won his his no. great attribute, even though he was he was he was nippy when he was younger because he was small. He was nippy, but as he got older, he wasn't slow, but he wasn't a he wasn't a, a quick quick midfield. Paul- Paul Scholes is one of the most gifted footballers I've ever seen play yeah. football, mate. Yeah. It's just unbelievable. And I yeah. think as the years go by since he's re- retired, I think he gets a lot of disrespect when he's put up against in these conversations against other midfielders. And I just think, like, you listen to some of the Spanish players talk about Paul Scholes, who played against him, and Zidane and people like this. Some of the real greats of the game and you ask them what they, or you listen to them talk about Paul Scholes, and that tells me everything I need to know about what type of how how good he was, should I say? 
But I don't know how we got onto that. But anyway, um, Reese says um, modern day Paul Scholes would probably be a captain. He's quiet, quiet, wouldn't follow him into battle, but plays well. Uh, that's not a real leader. See, I disagree, mate. Paul Scholes was quite nasty, like, and he was quite um, he was quiet, but he was aggressive, and he would go and win the ball and give you know he would get stuck in. I think he was a he was as much a warrior as some of these midfielders, but just was a bit quieter about it verbally. Like he was so aggressive. Some of the tackles that he put in were outrageous, but he got away with it because he was quiet and he wasn't. Top players, mate, top players. This is why I look around and not players like these anymore. Stephen Jarrett, Paul Scholes, Frank Lampard. Where? Show me. Hmm. So. Who is the, who's the most underrated player you think? In the most, in like since so, I'm talking since you've been watching football. Who do you think is like an underrated Michael player? Michael Carrick's up there, you know. Michael Carrick. I was surprised when he come out how, how good he was. Uh, I thought the the latter end of Michael Carrick's career at Manchester United, he was phenomenal. And people yeah. just England, the the pundits, the England national team, people just didn't seem to recognise it. And like they're winning trophies, and he was vital to how they played. They couldn't have done it without him in the system. And he's just constantly ignored by England. No one really talked about him. Thought he was really, really good. He was clever, clever signing by Fergie. See, if, if these players are about now, they would play in totally different positions. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Who else then? Underrated. Underrated. Uh, Reese Reese says David Beckham for me. Left United. I was just gonna say David Beckham. Just gonna say David Beckham because yeah, you know, like he would have been a right winger if he was round now. He would have been a midfielder with his passing and. Well, he uh, played centrally, didn't he, for Milan and, and Madrid? He did as well. So he wasn't a right winger. He was a midfielder, but obviously he got put out there. But yeah, he, he, he was quality team. Yeah, that, that free kick against Greece to qualify for the World Cup, I think it was, in like the ninety-fifth minute, where he's literally he's got to score this free kick. Or England and don't qualify. The pressure on that to be able to put a pinpoint free kick and like scoring from the halfway line, like he was a, such a good footballer. And people, I think, almost like write it off as he like ah oh, he was a celebrity, married to a Spice Girl. He was a quality footballer. The passing from one side of the pitch to the other, like on a on a sixpence, mate, was uh, sensational. Yeah, he's trying to think who else. Dennis Irving. Dennis Irving, very good player. One of the best left backs. People say that Daft City fans say, you know, Fergie had a big checkbook. He brought these players in for like 100 grand from Oldham, Peter Schmeichel, Andre Konchelskis. You know, these players were were, were peanuts and they molded into top players. Oh, like later on when he played for Roy Keane and Andy Cole and. Stuff like that, but you know, you get these city fans who deluded, proper mm. deluded. Yeah. yeah, who did Beckham play for in total? PSG, Madrid, Milan, LA Galaxy, United, LA Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there's one more, but I can't think of it. Is but I mean, that is a list of clubs, isn't it? You England. know, England, yeah. Um, who else is underrated? Let me think quickly. Um, Ian Wright, I think he's underrated. He, no, he was quality. He never underrated. Quality. Who else, who else was underrated? Teddy Sheringham. Quality football. Oh, these players were underrated, man. It's top no, players. No. I'm trying to... As well, SAS, Sheeran, Sheringham. 
Mm. Yeah, really. Euro, Euro 96, wasn't it? Yeah, top top players. So Is is there a left-back? If you were making an all-time Premier League 11, is there a left-back that you would take over Dennis Irwin? Ashley Cole. Interesting. Interesting, because Dennis, I know how highly you rate Dennis Irwin. But oh, Cole, oh, 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 would I play him instead of yeah, who would you? Is there is there a left back that you would pick ahead of Dennis Irwin? No, no, not even Ashley Cole. No, no, Ashley Cole didn't score any goals. Dennis would get me ten goals a season. Yeah, How that's good his true. Took penalties. Come on, Peter Whittingham, a vastly underrated footballer. Um, he should have played like hundreds of Premier League games. He should have. Too loyal for his own good. Um, who else we got? Um, what about Gary Powell? There's a lot of players that are, that are overrated, like King Cladzer, Bernabio. All these Tell you who I think is overrated is terrible um, players. Terrible. Tino Aspria. The only reason people liked him he because player. because he had you know he's good, but like I, he's not like on that like elite level. Um. Who's the one who was who scored for Newcastle and was like booting the um the Sartre? Kit Spire. He was a Kit Spire. Kit Spire, yeah. yeah. He, was, he was a bit overrated. Who else? Who else we got who's overrated? Jamie Carragher. You shit he was. No, no, come on. You <laughs> to play, mate, to play over five hundred games for Liverpool. I've I mean. only playing. Even um, I would do. He played centre-half, left-back, right-back. Yeah. He, I mean, look, the only reason he didn't play more for England was because of the who he had in front of him, wasn't it? Sibieski, that's who it was. Um, What about... What about Wilfred Zaha? Where do you think he stands now? Where, like, he's I don't 30, think he's over it. He's just, he's just, just he's one of them players odd. that's had luck and just, you know, went to, to United at the wrong time. Do you think if when he was at United, if they'd been patient with him, like they're being with Anthony, for instance, and they'd let him play week in, week out, and just been patient, do you think he would have come off for United? Because I think he's got the ability. See, right, he's, he had, he, he's obviously got the ability, but you got to have a you got to have a right mental capacity to to be at a club like that at the age of his. And he was a bit immature by by the sounds of it. So, well, uh, there was all, all sorts right, of rumours. You've got to be mentally right to. to to play for these teams, like I say, and he wasn't mentally right, and, and obviously made some mistakes, and then they got rid of him. So, mm. who's your underrated? No, he's a good yeah. player, very good player. He's coming to the end of his career now, and he's like, well, he's in the latter stages. He's about thirty odd. I just wondered where. If you we should have asked, shouldn't it? When, when they bought Pepe, yeah, it was rumored they were going to get Saha. That's when they should have got him. Could have paid an extra 10 million, got Saha, and that would have been a very good signing for him. How that Pepe signing turn out 72 million quid, terrible player. Is he still terrible. there? I don't. Is he still there, or do they get rid of him? Mm, terrible player. Oh, terrible. That's um, what happens when you pick when you get money. Look at City when they had a load of money, but bought some terrible oh, they players. Bought, they bought some shit, didn't yeah, they? When players. they first got the money, Rubinio probably done it illegally as well, like they do. So yeah, terrible. Um, who's your favourite Italian player, like of all time? Oh, Italian player Roberto Baggio. Come I on. was going to say him, but I also I like. Uh, oh, Piero. He was decent Mal as well. Piero. I like Mal Maldini, mate. I love him. 
And I go and, back uh, far, like Al Paolo Rossi, remember him? Yes, mate. Oh, yes. Paolo Rossi, 1986, 1990. Oscar Lachey. Costa Curta. Maldini's loads, you go on and on. Maldini. Well, who was the Italian Brazy. keeper? Brazy, yes. Who was the Italian keeper way back, like around maybe just after like the Paolo Rossi era? And he, oh, he's got that really famous look. Oh, it's going to bug me, that is. Italian keeper. Ah, no way before him um who else who else do i like from italy oh i'll see we you know balotelli all-time great isn't he <laughs> do you think he's a good player balotelli Terrible. Oh, he was yeah. talented. Like I say, mate, he wasn't mentally right. He used to yeah. driving around in cars with that. With, with Setting fireworks off in his bathroom. Yeah, he was partying. <laughs> he was he's mental, isn't he? Um, yeah, Zola, mate. Yeah, yeah Zola. What? Zola. Zola, what a player. You can go on and on, mate. Italians, you go on and on. Yeah, Decania was a special. I think he was like, he never went to like a big, big club, did he? Decanio, I think. Um, I don't know where he went in Italy, but like I don't think I don't remember him going to like a, you know, like a, a Milan or a Madrid or. No, he was, like at, that. he was at Celtic for a bit, wasn't he? And then he went to West Ham, and then. I don't yeah. know where he went after that. No. All right then. What about Dutch players? I'm enjoying this now. Mate. Van Basten's got to be at Burnley. Van Basten, Cruyff, Hullet, Rijkaard, Koeman. Oh yes, Ronald Koeman's free kicks. Van Basten. Pull it. Pull it. Uh, yeah. Snyder. Van Persie. Yeah, Van Persie, mate. Van Persie's finishing was about as good. And Van Nistelrooy. Both of them. Yeah, like, there's one. He was a player. Is some play for someone in Bournemouth? Uh, I think it's his son, isn't it? All right. Um, you got Cannavaro as well from Italy. Um, Clarence Seedorf. Now that yeah, he was a player, man. Edgar, Edgar Davids. Davids. Yeah. Um, do you know when? Um... Oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Now. Fuck's sake. All right. Yeah. All right then. Very last one. Yes. Go on. Go on. Last one. Spanish players, mate. While I get my while I get my day, uh... Raúl. All right, give me a Spanish player that's vastly overrated who everyone thinks is amazing. Mm. Come on, there's got to be a few of them because everyone thinks that they're just like superb and this like thing. There's got to be a few overrated Spaniards around, then there. The defender who was with us and he went to Barcelona because he was in such a good team. Gerard Pique. Yeah, Pique, yeah. Never thought he was good to you. Mm. Well, he was good, right, but he's got right, a team man. like that who don't give the ball away. You don't have to do anything. What you about um do you know who's I think great the greatest Spanish player of all time is uh, that striker who nearly went to United and then ended up at Chelsea a couple of years back. What was his name? No, he was from Spanish. Madrid. Yeah, he what? was. Oh, what's his name? Morata. Oh, oh Rob was just said it. He is the greatest well, footballer he of all time. Go, he went he went to Liverpool. He went to Chelsea. He? No, he went to Chelsea. Chelsea yeah, 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 yeah. He was yeah. absolute yeah. shite. But, yeah, but he scored goals in in, in the he Italian scored goals league. in Madrid, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and in Madrid. Yeah. Do you know um, we all know who the best 
best uh, best player in the world is made at this current moment anyway, do we? It's uh, the lad who signed for Arsenal this summer from Chelsea. Who? Oh, what's his name? I forgot his bloody name. 60-odd million from Chelsea to uh, Arsenal. Playing in midfield now, even though he's a four. No, the other one. Oh, what's his name? Casido. The one who went from Chelsea to Arsenal for like 65 million. Oh, Havertz. Yes, he's the great. He's mid. He's going to win the Ballon d'Or this year. Mate, Absolute you're, quality. Absolute you're quality. Terrible player. Terrible. <laughs> Spanish. Terrible. Terrible player. David Villa, you get, you get in a Spanish team. Here you are, then, mate, right? David Villa, what a player. Zabe, Ga- Gabriel Batistuta. What a player. He was Argentinian. Yeah, I know. I'm just going for a good player. I watched him live when he played for Florentina, Old Trafford, 19, whatever it was. What a goal he scored. <clears throat> Hits it straight down the middle of the net, but the ball went like that. And Matt Bosnick <laughs> was just all over the gaff. Just hit the back of the net and he broke the net. The angel arc by Stuart. What a player he was. He was awesome. Man. What about um, Roberto Carlos's free kick? Like the first time we saw it on TV, it was mental. And they're like, it was against Scotland. Where it just goes, it's like seems like it's like best 10 yards. That was the best free kick I've seen. Probably, I watched probably David Beckham one. It was at Goodison Park, we just won the league, I think it was 2002 or 2003. And he's at the right corner, but about 30 yards out. And he's whipped it over the wall, but he's gone the far corner and it's gone right in the top corner. Oh, what a. What a free kick! And just he used to do that it. a lot, didn't he? Instead of going like, watch, yeah. yeah, instead of going to the, the one. The, the, if you watch every keeper, they still do it. They gamble. Yeah, the step. And it takes it. You watch, the you watch takes it away. Every it? Kick, you watch a keeper every single time gambles that side the one yeah. way he's got the whole space. So if you hit it right in the corner, they're not going to get it. So. Mm. Um, yeah, right, I got it. I always used to do it every now and again, but you have to be a, a certain amount out because if you're too close, you can't do it. If you were starting an all time Manchester United 11 and you could only have or an all time Premier League 11, right? You can only have one Manchester United defender in it. What defender would you pick? Say again, you can only you got to pick one defender from the Premier League era for Manchester United. But you could only pick one out of the four for the all-time Premier League. But I want you to think about how you'd want the team to play football as well. So, like, it's either one or two in it. It's, 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 it's either Yapstam or Rio Ferdinand. Yeah, that's who I would go with as well. And or with no Vidic. No. <laughs> uh, Vidic on it. Vidic on his own get would get exposed. It was yeah, a very good but if you have someone with a pace on him one on one, I remember Fernando Torres ripping him Absolutely. on one day. Tur- turned him inside out. There's a good partnership, but on his own, if he was isolated, then mm. it'd be rash. Real third man, you're not getting past him. He's like a Rolls Royce. You just take the ball off you and then meg you. Would you take Ferdinand over Stamp? Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. His positional sense, when he used to watch him, his positional sense, John Terry was the same. Nothing come across. He would always cover the, the front near post and he'd always because they're so big or it, nothing would get crossed and he would always cut that space out. He was just, just read, just, he could race against you. He was just unbelievable in his pomp. Um, but on, on the downside, when you see Craig Bellinger and that goal he scored against City and he's tried to scoop it over his head that they managed at the halfway line, he's raced past him 
that wouldn't have happened three or four years before. No. So, but um, yeah, real Ferdinand. Real Ferdinand. Do anything, yeah. defend, play football. Yeah. Yeah, do anything. Do you remember um Flamini? You used to play for Arsenal in the midfield. He was around I think he was like the bench player when Vieira and that was there. But do you you remember who he is or like you remember his name? You what? You remember Matty, Matty, Matthew Flamini, who used to play for Arsenal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was watching right. a game recently. Sometimes, sometimes watch the Premier League Classics, the Van Sky Sports. I watched it a couple of days ago, and he was playing that Flamini. Do you know he's a billionaire now? Is he? Yeah. That is mental, mate, isn't it? Really? Good luck to him. Yeah, can't fault him, mate. I don't know what he's got into. I'm just having a quick look. Um, he looks like he's got into biochemicals. Fucking hell. Mm, really? He's worth clever, yeah, it seems to. He's worth ten billion. Fucking hell, Jesus! Nice. Good for him. Larry King, the, he's, the, he's, he's got ten billion. It seems so. I don't know if he's got it or if he's worth it. All right, right. Come on, it's super six. Right, fucking hour and eight six. minutes here. Larry King, by the way, works well. Larry King, over, like, overrated. Half load of pupils. Carried a lot. At the minute, go on. Right, Wolves versus Manchester City. I'm going 3 1 City. I'm going to go 2 0 Wolves. Yes, to answer your question, he's messaging me here. He look at his eyes. Yes, yes, it's every week. Go on, what? Sorry, mate, go on. Uh, who's what's every week? <laughs> no, saying look at his now it's, it's private joke. Go on. Uh, uh Bournemouth versus Arsenal. Bournemouth versus Arsenal. Is that Bournemouth? Uh yeah, I've got 2 0 Arsenal. Yeah, I went against Arsenal and fingered uh on my super six on the Wednesdays school by error. So I'm not gonna do it again. Two one Arsenal. Um, I gotta just clarify. You said two nil Wolves, didn't you? Against City. Yeah, two nil against City. Man City. Yeah, City yeah. on a down slope now. They've just been beat off Newcastle. Oh, okay. Yeah, just, now. Just, be there. just clarifying. Yeah, it's two nil. <laughs> uh, there we go. You'll be laughing, yeah, or you'll not. Uh, Manchester United are home to Crystal Palace for the second time in a week. Easy, three nil win, home win, run a roll. I got three one. Champions League semi finalist, maybe win it. We're back now. Back, race into the top. Reese says, I think he's, I think he's been borrowing those long cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> Newcastle <laughs> versus Burnley. 2 uh, 0 Newcastle for me, mate. Where's it at, Burnley? No, Newcastle, mate. Mm. Got to be a Newcastle win, haven't it? Surely. Yeah, a lot of injuries, aren't they? Do you know, though? 1-0 Newcastle. I got 2-0 Newcastle. I was quite impressed with the way Burnley played against United, though, although United let them play, didn't they? Um, Spurs versus Liverpool. Yeah, we're time with them. Time with them. City manager, I'm time with them. Go on. Spurs, Liverpool, that's Spurs. 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 Who are they playing? Liverpool. 2 all. I got no, I'm gonna go. Mm. Spurs been real good. And Poster three, three one with the pill. Oh, 
tell you what, you're going to either have a, a blinding week or an absolute nightmare as you stick to these. Forest versus Brentford. I got one nil Forest. I have one nil to the Forest. One one. What score draw? Score draw. There we go. Nice That's one, Super yeah. six for this week. And uh, Cardiff City at home to Rotherham, where I will be in the Canton stand. If you see me, come and say hello. Where are you going? Watch Cardiff versus Rotherham, my friend. What are you going away or is that at home? It's at home. Oh, no, nice one, but how are they doing, Rotherham? Not very good. Sweet. Down about should be no should Cardiff, should be no Yeah, Cardiff uh, won three of the last. Not four, too much for them to play two games in a week. Three games. No, in a week. they did. They played all the like all the squad players and kids yesterday. Oh, none, nice none of them will start. Ramsey's injured, unfortunately, but they done quite well. I don't know he's injured. That surprises me. Yeah, I know. I know. But uh, uh, they done quite well without their three three game three wins on the bounce, mate. In the league, so they're flying seventh in the league. Rather, I'm a rather I'm a one but last. Only won one game all season. Which means they'll probably beat Cardiff. You're going to jinx yourself. I know. No, they'll probably Ryder win. Ryder Cup tomorrow as well. You're watching yeah. it now. I, I, I watch a bit of it, like, now and then. I'll sort of dip in and out of it. I saw Gareth Bale tee off for the celebrity one the other day. I'm going for our sips and I watch the tee off. Why, are you, why aren't you playing in the celebrity one, mate? Come on. You're always telling me how good you are at golf. Man, taking the piss. Watched it last night, actually. Djokovic. I beat Djokovic. No problem. What's Gareth Bale like? Is he? Gareth Bale, it would be a challenge, but I'd still be him. Interesting. Easily. One day we'll get that done. Easily. Easily. Well, Gareth Bale, it'd be a bit nip and tuck, but at Carlos Sainz and Djokovic, easy work. Smashing them. What does Bale play off? Bale plays about one or two. Remind me where you play off again? Five. So you give me three shots. Easy work. It's only three shots. That's all I need. It's got to get that down though now, mate, haven't you? Sure. Yeah. I haven't played for about like played for about a month and a half. Told you this this job I'm at carrying pure staff and pupils. It's a joke. Can't you know, look at me look at my face. I'm just knackered. Carrying people on a daily basis. Yeah, and now you oh, just yeah. carry and now you've just carried this podcast for an hour and fifteen minutes, mate. Done it for how many years now? Yeah, three. We're into the third year, mate. Should be celebrating soon, there. When are you coming down to the diff, anyway? You're supposed to be coming uh, down. Next couple of months, lad. If we don't come down at uh, school holidays, it'd be definite Christmas. So, sweet. Yeah. Be this year. <laughs> we'll have an ace. We'll have a. We'll have an ace podcast nation Christmas party. All right, but Teddy, right? Nice one, guys. As always, nice one to all the comments. Always a pleasure. We will be back next Thursday. I will be back on... Sports Social Podcast Network.